Welcome to the latest word from the church at Severn Run. Our church is located in Severn, Maryland, and is easily accessible from anywhere in the D.C. Baltimore area. You can subscribe for regular updates or check in weekly for the latest information by using our website, severinrun.com. Thank you for visiting. And now, today's message. For those of you who you know, are, are here today um, and maybe not, I don't know, you're not real familiar with church or maybe you don't even like it, uh, just want to say you're glad you're here. And, uh, and I think the message today will speak to us all because all of us struggle with issues of, of identity. So I want to talk to you today about, about owning the authority of your, of your life, of your created purpose. And I want to say to you that you being you matters more than you know in the world. I mean, it really, really does. We are God's plan to overcome the darkness of the world. And that is a part of the core message of the Bible, is that the world is in the dark, having shut out the light of God and declared independence. And in our rebellion, God gave us what we wanted. He gave us absence. Jesus came into the world, and he was the light of the world. And certainly we celebrate this at Christmas. You see the Christmas lights. All those are, are a, kind of a soul-deep reflection of the fact that there is light and color and creation come into the world again. And, and Jesus coming into the world to be the light bearer uh, was not the end. It was the beginning of you and I being in our world what Jesus was in his and so if you are not who God made you to be, uh, then the world is a darker place. If you do not willingly become who God created you to become, then your family is a darker place. Um, and, and in fact, the less we become who we are supposed to be, the more the darkness encroaches and the more life sinks. So why does knowing Jesus matter so much? Um, C.S. Lewis said something like this. He said, I, I believe as, as I believe in the sun, not only that I see it, but that by it I see all things. And the truth is that Jesus is not only the only way to know God. Here's why Jesus is so critical. He's also the only way for you to know yourself. And so without a relationship with Jesus, a surrendered, born-again relationship with Jesus, not only will you never know your created purpose on earth and, and what's the meaning of the planet, you will never even be able to, to really understand and interpret the person in the mirror. Ultimately, everyone draws their identity either from the work of Satan or the work of Jesus in their lives. Satan um, is out to steal your identity and, and to utterly destroy you. In fact, there's, there's three things Satan is, is about. Satan cannot create anything. Only God creates. You are creative because you were made in the image of God. And you have an imagination that can be used to, to see good or dark. You have an imagination that, that can uh, see a possible future or, again, uh, be used, you know, in, in, in dark, self-serving ways. But you are creative because you were made in God's image. Satan is not creative. And all he can do is pervert or corrupt 
in order to destroy. And so that's what Satan's trying to do in your life uh, through what other people have spoken, perhaps. Um, but, but he is trying to, to pervert. Pervert means to alter the course of. And uh, any of you all who have ever shot uh, know how important it is that when you aim, that you hit your target. If you pervert or alter the course of, of the, uh, the barrel, bad things can happen. And that's exactly what Satan's all about. He wants to pervert, he wants to corrupt um, the, the experience you have with God, uh, with yourself and with the world. He wants to corrupt your identity and he's doing this in order to destroy you. And here's the kicker, this is so crazy. There is a being of, of, of great power who, who gives us what we think we want, but it is, it is a baited hook. And his only purpose in lying and offering is to, to draw us and to, um, to, to destroy us. Fish don't do out of the well, uh, well out of the water with a hook in their mouth. And when the sin that you and I think is oh so exciting and oh so such the answer to our lives, um, okay, yeah, I, I'm going to give you this sin is fun for a season. It's kind of like a, the fun of, of uh, you know, jumping off the Empire State Building, you know. This is great! Only for a little while. The end is pretty profound. Inspiration is God planting an idea in your head, okay? That's what inspiration is. God plants an idea in your head, and, and temptation is Satan planting an idea in your head. And the number one tool of Satan in your life is simply to get you to repeat what he's told you. Satan whispers something to you about your identity, about who you are, about your worth, about your being. And, and you and I keep repeating it until it's part of our identity. I think Rick Warren's right. Satan will use people sometimes to speak into our lives and, and they will say things and, and it wasn't inspiration, it wasn't from God, it was temptation to, to uh, corrupt, pervert, and destroy and, and, and we do all the work of hell for hell as we keep repeating uh, these things that are not inspiration, they're not from God, we keep repeating them in our heads over and over and over. And so today we're going to look at Matthew 16, and we're in, this week and next week, two of the defining kind of turning point sections in Jesus' life. Um, and, and it's been a progressive revelation since his birth, and we're getting to one of the clearest declarations of his life. And then next week, one of the, the, the most profound meanings of his life, the whole significance of his life in dying on the cross. And in Matthew 16, verses 30 through, 13 through 20, the scripture begins, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his people an identity question. Who do people say I am? And anytime you hear that phrase, I am, you got to also hear the Old Testament echoes of, of the revelation of the identity of God in Exodus 3, who reveals himself in a crazy, unknowable, knowable way as the I am. God reveals that his personal name is the, the, the Hebrew word of being. It's, it's almost like your name is to be. <laughs> who are you, God? I am. And he knows who he is. And so Jesus asks, hey guys, 
Who do people say that I am? The person who knew who he was more than any other person on earth, who had a clear sense of understanding about his identity, is probably the most misunderstood person ever to live on planet earth. And the disciples replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elisha, and still others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And, and the Elisha uh, guy was, was, Elisha was the prophet who was to come before Messiah comes. And so, you know, it was all some biblical figure. John the Baptist had been recently beheaded and, and Herod was afraid that, that somehow the spirit of John the Baptist had come back to haunt him in Jesus. So everybody had their ideas about who Jesus was. But whose idea did Jesus live out of? Jesus asked this question, not for the sake of being defined by other human beings, but for the sake of revelation. You see, when we accept our identity, we live his authority in life. And, and I want to reintroduce a concept or introduce a concept, the concept of authority, because we don't think about authority in healthy ways a whole lot, but the Bible does. And Jesus does. And, and there is something kind of um, next world um, and, and kingdom of God about authority that, that I want us to get the scent of. Even if you don't completely get everything about it, that's okay. But to kind of get the scent of, of the idea that you and I are called to live in an authority. Not the authority of our own gifting, of our own personality, but the authority of the truth of God. And it changes everything. Because when we accept our identity, two key words, in Christ. And if you read the New Testament at all, which I know you do at least 15 minutes every day before you pray, at least 15 minutes every day. Right, Severon? I almost sinned because I almost wanted to say, this is the one time I want you to lie to me, you know, tell me. But I don't want you to lie. I just want you to do it, Okay. It's not hard. It really is. And again, for those of you who, you know, well, I don't understand everything. Glad you're admitting you're not God. You know, <laughs> I don't understand everything. Just read. When we accept our identity in Christ, look for the phrase in Christ because it is, it is the, the, the change. It is the transformation of everything. I live one life before Christ and then I meet him and I make a decision, fork in the road, turning point decision. Do I live the rest of my life apart from Christ or do I enter in? Do I say no and reject and demand to stay in control of my life? I'm going to live from my ideas, my will, my wants, my woundedness? Or do I live in Christ? And, and now um, everything in my life is, is defined in Him. When we believe in Jesus, um, we are not only believing in who Jesus is, we are believing in a new who we are. you got to get that. Okay, You've got to get that. I've got to get this. When we accept our identity in Christ, we will live in his authority to change our world. No longer in self-pity, no longer in, in hatred of others or, or ourselves, no longer looking down at people because they may have you know, a, a, a different economic you know, base or a, a, a two millimeter thick pigment of skin. We don't do that. That's from hell. Um, we are a people who in Christ, we see the world in, in ways that Jesus saw, where light comes and, and good overtakes bad and, and, and the kingdom of heaven pushes back the, the kingdom of hell. That's who we are. 
And, and if you're living in a life that feels broken down and hopeless, that's because darkness isn't just something that affects your eyes. It is something that corrupts your soul. It is something that, that, that alters the course of your thinking and your living and your actions. And, and it's evident in, in, in those times that we do stuff and afterwards go, why did I do that? Anybody ever done that? Yeah. Don't leave me hanging up here alone. Why in the world did I do that? Well, you did it because you listened to darkness. But in Christ, we are people of the light, and the light comes in us, and then the light shines through us just as it did with Jesus. See, not everything that is has to be. That's true with you. It's true in your family. It's true in your job. It's true in your, your school. It's true in your city. It's true in your region and in your world around you. And, and when, you, when you know who you are, you are different in those environments. You are not a part of the breaking down. You're not a part of the darkness coming. You're not a part of hatred advancing. You're not a part of, of lost being spread. You're the answer. You're, you're, you're a part of the kingdom coming. And it's subtle, and sometimes it's slow, but it's real, and it's eternal. What is can be changed. Jesus, uh, in Christmas, we're going to celebrate, you know, the birth of Messiah, a baby. Here's God saying, here's how I change the world. <laughs> for all the, 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 the geopolitical realities, for all of the armies, for all of, of the hardness of the human heart, I offer a child. This child, this one is, is different. This child is light. And this child is sent into the world to change the world. And this child will have other children. And they will be my sons and my daughters. And I will send them into the world. And they will be light. And, and I will overcome the world through them. That's the plan of God. When you and I make peace with, with darkness, when you and I make peace with hatred, and let's begin with ourselves, when you and I make peace with hating ourselves, with being our, our own worst enemies, with, with tearing ourselves down, and then in that darkness falsely building ourselves up in ways that hurt other people, does that make sense? When we do that, we are, we are listening to the, the lies of Satan and, and disbelieving the inspiration of God. And it's a sin. <clears throat> what you finally believe about yourself reveals what you ultimately believe about Christ. And if you look in the mirror and you do not see a special creation of God, if you look in the mirror and, and you do not see acceptable, and I'm not, this is not an I'm okay and you're okay th thing. We're not okay. We're sinful. We're broken. But because of the greatness of, love, of the love of God, we are redeemed <laughs> and, and we are accepted. And here's a bad equation that people do often. They, they equate sinful with worthless. That's why the world recoils from being called sinful, because they equate it with being worthless. In, in the heart of God, sinful equals ultimate worth, priceless. And so because of, of, of God's heart and love and embrace, um, again, it's not everything's okay as we are. No, no, no. God has come to make everything okay. And when we believe in him and let him 
forgive our lives and guide us when we listen to him, the simple reality is that I am revealing what I believe about Jesus and the light that he brings in what I believe about myself and the light that I am or am not. If I say I believe in Jesus but I'm arrogant and proud, then I have rejected Jesus' identity for me and I'm building an identity based on the ways of the world. I don't believe in Jesus at all. You can't as an arrogant, proud, egotistical, and self-centered person. If I, if I say I believe in Jesus and I hate myself and I say I have no gifts and I'm not good at anything and, and I'm terrible and I'm stupid, uh, you're believing, you've rejected Jesus. You're believing, I'm believing the words of hell, not the inspiration of heaven. And one of those two sets of words you're going to repeat for life and they're going to be your identity. You're either going to repeat the words of, 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 of Father in Christ about how you are loved and fearfully and wonderfully made and treasured forever and wanted, or you're going to believe the lies of hell and, and build your identity on what is eternally broken. Verse 15, Jesus says, but what about you? Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Bam. If there was ever a drop the mic moment, that was it. Just walk away. Zip your mouth, Peter. Don't say anything else. We're going to see what he says next week, next week. But, but that's it. You're the Messiah. You are the salvation of the world. You are the, the, the center piece of all that is good and hopeful in this broken world. You are the revealer and the, the, the God bringer. You are the, the, the anointed one, the Messiah, who will bring all things together into a new kingdom, a new world. You know, I, I, I'm not taking shots here or anything else um, about how we interpret what that means. Um, but I just wanted to, to take a, a small um, shot at, at, at this. I know most of you all read Greek. Um, and for those of you who are impressed by preachers who, who, you know, they had it 30 years ago in class and don't remember 99% of it, okay? So just don't be impressed. Your English Bible is, is amazing, perfectly trustable. What I wanted you to see, though, here, how do we interpret this? Because Jesus says... Uh, Peter says, you are the Christ, and Jesus responds in the next verse, um, you know, and you are Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church. Um, let's just go up to verse 17 if we can. We'll switch back to this. Sorry, guys. I like to keep them awake. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, inspiration, um, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, or hell, will not overcome it. Lots going on. We're going to unpack it. Peter, in recognizing the identity of Jesus, this is a key point. In recognizing the identity of Jesus, Peter gets a new identity, as does everybody who recognizes Jesus. 
When you see who Jesus is for the first time in your life, the, 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 the night begins to end, the sun begins to dawn until the full light of day, and you begin to get a glimpse of who you really are. Now, now what I want to, again, not taking shots, but, you know, there, some interpret, you know, this to mean that, that well, we're going to build the church upon Peter. Well, no. Um, we're going to build it on the confession, that, the recognition that he's the Christ. Here's, here's how, it, how it works. Um, and I, it says, and I say to you um, that you are Petros, Peter, a new name. Um, and upon this Petra rock. Now, I don't know if you can tell a little bit between um, these two, but, but they're, they're very different letters. Uh, well, the same letter, but they're capital and not capital. One is a, a proper noun. The other is, is, is not, and it's a, it's a feminine singular. They're, they're not the same. It's not, and I, and I say to you that you are Peter, and upon Peter I will build my church. Uh, but I say to you, you are Peter. I'm giving you a new identity because you recognize me. And, and in that recognition of me, um, you know, on that rock, that unmovable, uh, unshakable foundation, I'm going to build an entire kingdom and community of, of people who recognize me and, and who change the world with me, that I change the world through them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, you guys... Um, we're halfway convincing there, so. <laughs> so, Peter, you know who I am? Then welcome to a new world. Because now you know who you are. You're not that old man that you were. All that you've heard whispered from hell and from Satan. When you first saw me and said, go away from me for I'm a sinful man, you're not that man anymore. Um, you're new. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are, you are uh, my priceless treasure. We are God's masterpiece, Ephesians 2.10 says, his poema, his masterpiece. And we were created in love and on purpose with the joyful imagination of Father to do good things in the world, good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. In your new identity, you are to be a light bearer. You're to be a world changer. You're to start ministering in your family. Your family may not be a happy place right now. And I want to say, honestly, I'm, I'm really so sorry for you in that. But so what? Suck it up. It's just a short time, okay? And what you're to do in your family for, for uh, until you see Jesus is you're to be light, it's not about you anymore. You know Jesus. He's got you. He's got your back. He's got your front. He's got both sides. You're okay. And what you got to do is now you've got to let Jesus fill your heart and your gas tank. You've got to let Jesus uh, be your identity and so fill you up that you can love well and beautifully and creatively um, bring light to your family. Oh, and by the way, when you go to work, you're not the whiner. You're not the complainer. You're not the backstabber. You're not the thief. You're not the liar. When you go to work, you're the best employee they've got. Why? Because you work for Jesus. 
You don't work for the federal government. You don't push a broom. You don't type on a computer. You serve the living Lord, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And you know that, that he is with you in every moment and that one day you're going to give an account for how you used every ounce of energy in your life. And when you drive home, um, you're not mad at the world around you and, and, uh, and, and waving to people with single fingers. <laughs> That's not you. That was the old you. But that guy's gone. That lady's, that's, no, that's not you anymore. And now you're praying for people and your, your eyes are open to the broken around you in the world and you're not overwhelmed and you're not shut down and you're not overmatched and you're not out-resourced. You have the infinite God of heaven at work in your life and all the resources of heaven and somewhere on your way you will see broken and dark and you will bring healing and light to it because that's who you are. And the truth is, that's what you're longing for more deeply than anything. We're all looking for a mission in life. Cultural, modern American church is soul-sucking and dissatisfying. If all we ever do is put your backside in a seat, we have accomplished absolutely nothing. Now, I want you to look around you. You see every one of these seats? Every one of these ought to be filled with every service. And then we ought to be having other services. Oh, because we want to, you know, we want to be, no, because that's somebody else's daughter. How many of you all have kids? Okay, if your kids are here, this next question needs to be answered very honestly. But how many of you all really love your kids? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you'd give your life for them? I'm seeing the same number of hands go up. That's a good thing. What about God's other kids? If your child was in a fire or your child was about to drown, would you want somebody else to risk your life to rescue your child? I would. And I would owe that man or that woman my life from that point forward. Every one of these seats represents one of God's kids that hasn't been reached yet. On our way to become a church of 5,000, I could care less. I'm very honest about this. I could care less. No one will ever know my name. And the day I'm gone from the church of Severan, I don't care if anyone ever speaks my name again. I do care deeply that you speak the name of Jesus. So if you've got another plan for reaching people, I'm all for it. But we're going to attempt the impossible. We're going to attempt to reach 0.00013% of our population It all starts with these, these seats around you. So guys, it's time to stop living overmatched and, and overwhelmed. It's time to stop living in hell's identity and start to accept our identity in Christ and start to live with a new authority. Blessed are you, Simon, son of John, uh, Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. And, I, and on this rock, I will build my church. It is a growing, a growing reality, a growing community, not shrinking back as it is in, in America. And the gates of hell will not overcome it. I mean, this is, this is a victory speech. This is, this is it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> Pastor Drew, what all does this next stuff mean? I'm going to let you on a little secret. I don't know. <laughs> 
You go figure it out. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And, and here is, here is the, the, the statement of reality after you've accepted your identity in Christ. Because when we accept our identity in Christ, we live in authority. And it's not a personal, self-glorifying authority. It's an authority to change the world. It's an authority against the darkness. The darkness in our own lives. To look in the mirror and, and all of the lies that, that Satan has spoken to you that you keep repeating. You take authority over those things and you say, no. In the name of Jesus, I bind that. And in the name of Jesus, I loose and the spirit of joy. And, and we have this power. But it's not, this is, you know, this is not the TV evangelist, you know, um, key to QVC shopping, you know, for our lives. This is world-changing stuff. This is family-changing stuff. This is living in an unhappy marriage stuff. This is, this is letting your life be something big and have purpose stuff. This is finding your voice, finding your strength, and letting other people feel the strength of Christ in you. We live weak lives of influence because we live weak lives in identity. We're not confident in Jesus. We're kind of embarrassed by him, some of us, sometimes. Well, all of us, sometimes. Uh, but, but when we latch on to the identity of Jesus and we just let it be what it is, we just, just let it loom large, we're going to have a new identity. And again, verse 19, what all does it mean? Would you spend the rest of your life offering your interpretation to God? Some of us are going to stand before God and, and I think we're going to try to offer him excuses about why we couldn't, why we live so small, why, why we kept falling into to, 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 to stupid sexual sin, why we were so greedy and insecure about our future, why this, why that. Well, dear God, you didn't give me enough. I gave you my son. I gave you an insight into my heart about how much I loved you and valued you and how much I treasured you. I, I gave you the keys of the kingdom of God. Nothing was locked to you. No area off limits. It was all yours. And all you had to do was to accept it and to live in that authority. But you chose to live a small, sad life. You chose to live um, as, as an American consumer instead of a world-changing Christ follower. I don't want to have that conversation. Anybody else with me? <laughs> I don't want to have that conversation. I, again, I don't know what all this means, but I don't know all what anything Jesus said means. Uh, but if I get to 2% of it, um, you know, it's going to be like, you know, the power of the sun. I mean, it's just astonishing. It certainly means that we never wave the white flag to things that are hard in life. And whatever's hard in your life, stop waving the white flag. Recognize who Jesus is over it. Recognize who you are in it. And then, then overcome. Be a light bearer. Take authority. And we don't give in to hate. All this stuff about immigration. I, you know I don't make a lot of political statements, right? Hey, if you're in America, you're an immigrant. You know, I'm, I'm serious. And so, so as the church, uh, you know, we... 
we are going to we are going to be light. We are going to be love. We are going to we are going to be intergenerational. We're going to be interracial because that's the body of Christ. And we're going to open our eyes and we're going to see the hell around us and the broken around us in our city, in our community, again, in our families. But we're not going to accept the status quo. We're going to believe that not everything that is should be. Things can change. We have all authority over darkness, over brokenness, over sin, and over lies. We have all authority that has been given to us. The question is, will we use it? All authority, yes, ma'am. We will. We will. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, Jesus said. Therefore, go and make disciples. We have all that we need. So, guys, here's what I want to ask you Will you accept who Jesus is? And will you accept who you are in him? 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And look at that verse. It's, It's in your notes. I want you to look at that verse. And in that verse, see the new identity that, that God has given you. I am accepted. I am wanted. I am welcomed. I am embraced. I am desired. I am accepted, a chosen people. I am called. I have a life of passion and purpose and, and significance in planet Earth. I'm part of a royal priesthood. I belong. I'm not a loner, an outsider, a watcher, or a waiter. Part of a holy nation. I am priceless, not worthless. God's special possession. Of all the things in the universe that he created that God treasures, God chose to treasure me. I am alive to reveal light that I might declare his praise. And I cannot do that through my perpetual sadness. I cannot do that through my perpetual selfishness. I cannot do that through my old identity. But in Christ, everything changes. So here's what I want you to do today. Um, I want you to accept your identity. If you have to struggle every day, if you have to struggle every day for the rest of your life, I really don't care. Because if you struggle, you're going to win. You just do it, okay? You need to accept your identity in Christ. You are not who Satan says you are. You are who God says you are. <laughs> Secondly, live your authority. Uh, stop giving in to dark, the darkness within you and the darkness around you. Stop yielding to dark. The gates of hell have been overcome. The keys of the kingdom of ours, we can bind darkness and brokenness. We can loose light and freedom. That is our power. That is our gift Use it. Then go change something. Right? Go change something. Do something in this life in Jesus' name to make the world a better place. If nothing in your life is world changing, then you're not listening because you are gifted and called and God wants to use you to to change your world. I'm going to ask you to bow your head. 
and I'm going to ask you to, uh, to, to close your eyes, and I'm going to ask you to intently accept. If you've never accepted Jesus, and I mean not, not just a, a, a theoretical, you know, stained glass distant Savior. If you've never accepted the personal embrace of Jesus Christ in your life, then do so today. If you've never accepted your identity, if the lies of hell uh, that God has spoken through other people are still the things you repeat to yourself about who you are, then, then today I want you to pray and I want you to, to claim and accept your new identity. And I want you to ask God how he's called you to be a light bearer in this broken world of darkness and how you are to change the world. Have a deep loving, listening conversation with your Father in these moments. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that though we feel overwhelmed, unqualified, in over our heads, you've got this. And all authority in heaven on earth has been given to us. And you can change the world through us. Be with the Lord. Thank you for joining us today at the church at Severn Run. Please visit our website at severnrun.com for church service information, staff directories, or for prayer requests. And if you're in the D.C. Baltimore area, we'd love to have you join us at 8187 Telegraph Road in Severn, Maryland. We look forward to worshiping with you.